Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. From the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Hello, welcome race fans. Welcome to the... What's going on over there? This, we're, we're actually in a named <laughs> studio. This is the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. This is show number 46 of the Hammer Down Race Report. I'm Scott Hammer. Ron Miller right there, or old man as uh, Charlie had... Uh, we I can still get away with that. That's it. Charlie Crawl, ARCA communications manager with us tonight. I like communications czar. Czar? Yeah, because I control it all. Who who calls you that? <laughs> Me. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> we were talking about that ego thing before, so yeah. Yeah, he needed more than one microphone, too. I do. So. I'm going to have all three of these okay. before too long. Charlie, could you pass those other headphones over? Sure thing. Oh, he gave her broken headphones. Yeah, well. Uh, tonight on the show, we're going to talk uh, some ARCA stuff. They're running the dirt this weekend. Springfield, Illinois. That's right. It's going to be fun. Just like the truck race at Eldora? Just as fun. Okay. I'm hoping. And maybe possibly another dirt race. Maybe. Maybe. Don't, if don't a get lot me of, in any trouble, if a, Hammer. If a lot of things happen. Many things will have to happen, but you never know. Stranger uh, things have happened. Also, uh, some news on uh, some retirements uh, that have been uh, uh, announced, actually, Not today. Ron Miller. Nah, no, nope. 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 Still going strong. 54 years. Uh, a nice Wait, fi- you're not 54 years old. 54? Oh, you've been racing for 54 that, years. That's the one, okay. yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, Wait a minute, I'm doing some math in my head here. Yeah. He's, he's wow. in the 70s. Wow. Yeah. Man. So if you started racing when you were 18. Maybe before that. Oh, my goodness, Ron. Charlie, so, <laughs> I told you I've been around forever, man. Dirt still had you that know, new smell. No, when when they first started calling dirt dirt, you were like a teenager. That was like something new. Yeah, they're like, hey, what is this new dirt stuff that's laying around? Well, and and then you got to understand that my dad owned race cars and sponsored race cars. You mean uh, this was the horse and buggy era? Uh, <laughs> Did they have outlaw horse and buggies? The winged buggies back that's then. That's it. That's it. Those were cool. <laughs> that would be. Did they have any tire rules or anything back nope, then? Nope, nope. Just as long wooden, as... As long as it was made of wood, you were as good. As long as they had spokes, they were okay. If it's wood, it's good. They were, they were considering the solid solid. Hey, wheels. Hammer, you can throw those show notes out. Coming up uh, tonight <laughs> on the show, we'll be talking more with uh, Mr. Charlie Crawl, who was also uh, a former host of... Uh, Motorsports Talk. With that guy right there. Ron I was Miller. the co-host back then. You were the co-host? Was uh, he the host? He was. I, I didn't really. I didn't know the hierarchy of things back yeah. then. There was a lot of things I learned actually about well, the show back then before we came. This on. is right. Well, and you used to be board op for Sometimes, us. Sometimes, so yeah, yeah. We uh, used we, to have we, to, we used to have to move the show to earlier in the day because the station we were on would go off the air when it got dark. Yeah. And then, then we had a program director that decided that motorsports was not a legitimate sports and a legitimate sport and. Pulled any mention of motorsports off the air, including Shores and Steel. Couldn't talk about NASCAR on Monday Oh, morning. that's all right. You're not bitter or anything after 
43 years. 13 years. Yeah, that was a long time ago, Ron. Give it up. <laughs> nah. Coming to you live on Facebook nah. from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Give yeah. Ron a call, 734-856-7223. That's 856-RACE. Race cars, parts, safety equipment, service, pretty Charlie, much anything. last week we needs. talked about the uh, radiators, the aluminum radiators with the, the two plastic for one tanks. Deal. Is that still two going? For, it's still going. Uh, we've got another couple of weeks left on that. I have sold a boatload of those radiators and... Everybody, my dad wants to know if you run uh, one of those with the plastic inside. Oh, uh, I do. I will the next time through. Okay. <laughs> the next time he rear ends somebody, That's he it. will be. Yep. Okay. So how long is that uh, sale going on for? Yeah, at least two more weeks. Okay. But don't wait. Supplies don't wait. are limited. Supplies are limited to the number we can sell. Make sure you give them a call. 734-856-7223. That's Ron Miller Race Cards. I'm going to be up there uh, tomorrow morning and getting some service you know, done on that. my vehicle. Yeah. Somebody ran into me and... We've got to glue a few things yeah, back together. Definitely need to. Someone ran into you. Glue. Yeah, it's usually the way it happens. That's what they all say. There was yeah. one time I spun out, and then everybody else was going the wrong what, way. It's not what the announcer happened. saw. No, no, no. It's not what the announcer saw. <laughs> Scott's driving <laughs> abilities. Like you did see that, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Scott's <laughs> driving abilities have come a long way. They really have. <laughs> Before we get to what went on face. last week, I had to think about that. It's for like, a wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> You were there. What are you talking about? Before we go down uh, everything that uh, went on last week, I had to, I got to do flagging for the first time. Yeah, how'd like, that go, Scott? It's uh, I was I, I was not prepared for that I, because I, I, I was knew not. You, I with, knew you'd added something new to your resume. Yeah, I wish I had some eye protection. Maybe would have been helpful. Was it uh, dirty some, up there? Some it was okay during the sportsman, but you guys in the late models, you like to throw that crap all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, a little interesting. But it was fun. And I appreciate that nobody had any big... I think there was one caution the few races I was up there flagging. So I didn't really have much to do other than, can I go? Can we? Can we, Can we? I go white? We good? Okay. That was pretty much it. They'll tell yeah. you. And, uh, that was fun. Who controls the cautions? Do you control that or uh, is that controlled up in the tower? I guess it depends on who sees it first. Okay. So there is an override up in the tower? There is, yes. Okay. There can be. Sometimes. Yes. Now, inquiring minds, did Chrissy have to get up in the tower? I know in the tower er, early. Uh, she at, was on the flag on stand. the flag stand. Yeah, yeah. Chrissy right. was on the flag stand for right. for a while there. A race or two. She was up there for hot laps, and then uh, yeah, because I had to get back to my car, and flag guy was late because he had to work late. That was the story with that. That's why right. I ended up having to be up there and. And yeah, she had to cover until I think I saw him climbing up there. Like Later in the race. night, I saw a fluorescent vest yeah, up yeah, there, yeah. and I knew we and were, everything was back. I knew all. we were in good hands. Sure. So last week, uh, Mansfield Motor Speedway had a, a pretty big show, the uh, Great Lakes Dirt Nationals. Night number one though was rained out, so there was no racing. Uh, was that Friday night? Yeah. Saturday night, Cap Henry was the uh, winner of the twenty thousand to win Fast Four Ten feature event. Matt Westfall was the uh, boss non-wing feature winner. And Tyler Street won the Fast 305 A-Main. And uh, Kyle Capodice was uh, second. He was on the show. Good so. for him. Good for him. You know, if he was Good Italian, man. it would be Capodice. But he's not. So it's Capodice. And, and that was what Paul Weaver was third. Said. John Ivey, who was in the studio just a couple weeks ago as well, he finished fourth. And Dustin Stroop, who's been on kind of a roll, he was in the show a few weeks ago too. We, I like to give... Sure. to those folks. Uh, he finished uh, fifth over there in the 305s at Mansfield. John Ivy could have a badass nickname. Poison Ivy. That would be terribly yeah. badass. Sure, he's never heard that before. 
Uh, speaking of uh, Dustin Stroop, uh, we forgot to mention this last week. He set uh, the track record down at Atomic Speedway uh, the weekend before this past weekend and also picked up the uh, the win down there Friday and Saturday nights at Atomic Speedway. Where was this at? Atomic Speedway, Chillicothe. Toledo Speedway was in action. Our record's pretty good. Yeah. Usually when we have guests on, they win. Um I used to do. I'm a not little, sure what you're going to win, yeah. but well, I've I've already won. Okay, I was you're talking to her good. earlier. There you go. Yeah, uh, no, I, I same thing with well, my. That'll little, be good for something. Yeah, right. <laughs> I I used to do this little a radio show on the Arca website, and I had a pretty good streak going there for a while. If you were on, you won. If you weren't, you didn't. So yeah, we had, we had yeah. Natalie Decker yeah. on back in uh, April, May. How right. did that go? She didn't win. The she next did week. not win. No, she didn't. That was right before the uh, <laughs> interview went. Was that right? Was before, May, right before the glass. Was that right before she got or injured and had to sit out a week? No, it was. Uh, <laughs> what's the Arca race at Toledo? The Menards 200. That's what it was. That's right. I get yeah. that in the Glass City 200 mixed up. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she's a good so, guest. She's very well spoken. Oh, absolutely, yeah, she is. Yeah. a lot of fun. Absolutely. So, gonna, well, sounds well, like she's much younger. Way yeah. younger than me, Ron. <laughs> So that means she's way, way no, younger I'm than you. No, I'm talking her voice, Charlie. I'm yeah. not chronologically. Toledo Speedway was in action Saturday night. Howard, Friday night. That's what I meant. Thank you. Howard Kelly uh, Jr. won the 35-lap late model sportsman feature Friday. Jeremy Vanderhoof, another figure eight feature win. He He's been racking them up. Yeah. Uh, 17-year-old Ethan... Uh, Stanuchek. Thank you. You just I say it fast. He won his uh, second factory uh, stock feature. Had a this big night the next night too up at Flat Rock. I'm, I'm just that. teasing. We're, we're still on I'm Friday. Teasing. I like I'm that. teasing. Lima Land in action as well uh, for the final time on Friday night. Uh, they had the King of the Quarter Mile deal, and the winners there: Dylan Woodley in the uh, modifieds, Jeff Matheny in the Thunderstocks, Sean Valeni, who was on the show a few weeks ago too. He finished second. Uh, Woodling also won the uh, Modified Invitational. Andy Welch won the Thunderstock Invitational. And Jared Horseman won the uh, NRA Sprint Invitational. Dylan Woodling is he is really good in those UMP Modifieds. I've seen him at Eldora a few times this year. Always on the hammer. Kid's a good driver. His yep. dad was a good racer. Yep. He comes by it naturally. Was that... Uh, Randy Woodling. That's okay. Yes, sir. He used to drive a late model, didn't he? Yes, he did. That's why that name's so familiar to me. Saturday night, Flat Rock. Rain delayed the start about 50 minutes, uh, but they, they did get the show in. And Ethan Stanuchek was the uh, winner of the uh, Enduro 250. And dedicated that to his grandmother, Shelly, who passed away a couple weeks ago. So I did not know. Big. Were you at the? I was not. I, I was subbing for you. Oh, that's true. You were. I you? was. I knew yeah. where you were Saturday. Yeah. I know you were Sunday. Yeah, this biggest yeah. Uh, biggest win of his career. You, normally, he races in the factory stock division at Toledo. Those are 20, 25-lap feature events. So he was a 250-lapper up at Flat Rocks. Kind of a big deal. So that was really big for him and his family. Good to, good to see that. Uh, Grant Hedges was the uh, street stock A main winner. Rich Abel, street stock B main. And Grant is tied with uh, Ray Morneau Jr. for the point lead in the street stock division up at flat rock and that is heading into their championship race this weekend so that's pretty pretty tight i didn't know that we you liked had, Ray. i didn't know that you had book um yeah what? flat rocks announcer uh gary lindall in today this guy knows oh. as much as lindall i know it all baby <laughs> well ray was on our show a long time ago too yeah yeah hey ron i, I get paid to know this stuff really uh, and Jeremy Vanderhoof again. Uh, 
Big weekend for him, too. Saturday night, the figure eight uh, there at Flat Rock. I don't know if I'm at liberty to say, but I understand that there's a car swap coming this weekend. No one's listening, so you can say whatever you want. No, they are, but maybe Who's swapping what? Where? Uh, The 12 car is swapping with with him. Who are we talking about? We're talking in code. I feel this is cryptic. David David (laughs) Catafias. Yeah, um, they're going to swap cars. Interesting. I guess that that'll be uh, fun. I guess that they're they're upset that everybody's uh, convinced that he's cheating. So he's just going to prove that he's not correct. He's going to do what Jimmy Johnson should have done and gotten in Greg Alding's car. Retired. Oh, look at look at the old man sitting there. <laughs> a zinger. Look at that. Look at that. Ron Miller giving Jimmy Johnson a hard time. Dave Lambert won the uh, boat figure eight. How, how did Mr. Metapedigan do? You can't know. even say it. I can't. I'm glad he didn't. Metapedigan. Metapedigan. I'm getting better. Metapedigan. But now i got to learn this. Stanuchik. Uh, that's the one. You got it. Still got to work on that. Oak Shade, Rusty Schlenk. Uh, you can't even say Rusty Schlenk right. I'm still on this. Criminy. Like I'm an announcer or something. That's crazy. Uh, he won the late model feature Saturday at Oak Shade. Ryan Missler, who was on the show last week. I blame the fact that uh, there was a rain shower in the area. Before hot laps, at it was, Shade. It was, I was driving in. It was yeah. it was looking really ugly. That same line that uh, kind of delayed Flat Rock for fifty minutes just skirted the track. We got sprinkles, but uh, Ryan Missler. It was right at hot lap time. Missler decided he wasn't going to go out during hot laps. I watched his little video. He said it was because he didn't want to ca- get the car muddy. Come on, Ryan. Really? Come on, Missler. Seriously. So get I blame. It together, I, man. I blame the fact that he would skipped hot laps that he only finished third. Had he done hot laps, he probably would have made a minor adjustment and said, all right. No, he finished second. I think it was third. I think it was no, third. No, he was third. He was behind Devin Shields. Yeah, I think it was third. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yep. So, But still, third, not bad. Not bad. It's a good race. Uh, Matthew Chapman won another uh, sportsman feature. Jeff Folks won the Bomber A-Main. There's only been two uh, winners of Bomber A-Mains this year at Oakshade. Him and Chris Henry all year. And Chris Henry scratched from the, the A-Main. So Yeah, he had a rough night. Yeah. Uh, Corey Gum out of Hillsdale won the compact feature. Roscoe Stetton won the Bomber B. Waynesfield Raceway Park in action on Saturday night as well. Brian Post won the modified feature. Chris Hicks made a last lap pass to win the uh, tough truck feature. I believe that was a 400 to win deal. Uh, Gary Eaton out of West Liberty, Ohio won the Vores Compact Touring Series Ooh, feature. One of my favorite touring divisions in the country right there. Is that sarcasm? Is no. That I don't know not. much about it. It is not. They came to Eldora a couple years ago. Did had they? like 40 cars. It was insane. It was like they were running Daytona. They never let up. And the announcer. <laughs> they, they have their own announcer? <laughs> they he, do. He never wow. let up either? He never let up either. Is that you? Was, no, oh. no, no, no. I was, thankfully, was just watching. He was fantastic. Huh. Yeah, no, good stuff. Where all, where all do they run, do you know? Uh, that was their only, last year, that was their first dirt race. They usually run like Winchester, you know, they Bearfield. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah, that. they used to only run pavement. Interesting. Yeah, book a show at Oakshade. It's fantastic. Yeah. Are you listening, Chrissy? There you go. Uh, you know she is. Uh, yeah. She yeah. likes to hear her name. Lucas Oil Late Models uh, were in action at the North-South Deal, Florence, Kentucky. Uh, the North-South uh, shootout was won by Tim McCready. He got 10000 uh, for that. That was leading up to Friday and Saturday's uh, 50000 to win North-South 100, which was run by uh, Ricky Weiss, I believe uh, out of Canada, as a matter right. of fact. 
Uh, it was his first uh, Lucas Oil late model victory. The series uh, was scheduled to run tonight through the weekend uh, at Batesville, Arkansas, Batesville Motor Speedway. But right. uh, I just read that uh, a couple hours before we went on here that they've postponed that due to the fact that the grounds are saturated and there's more rain forecast for the weekend. So yeah, they just kind of scrapped the whole thing. It's been a lot down there. Yeah. So inclement weather wins again. So that means the next uh, Lucas Oil. Late model event's going to be the uh, Dirt Million coming up at Mansfield on the 24th and 25th. Million dollars to win? No. Not I, to win. I think it's 100000 to win, but it's like no, a million No, it's way dollar. over that. It's almost it? almost 200 It's uh, got a pretty good from, list from of, what I heard today. of entries that I saw. Yeah. You entered? Not me. I did not see Ron's name on the list. I did not What's see Ron's name on the list either. Sponsor sponsor trouble? Nah, wrong tires. <laughs> World of Outlaw Craftsman uh, Sprint Car Series was in action in Knoxville. Winners uh, were Brad Sweet on Thursday, Logan uh, Shuchart on Shuchart Shuchart on. Uh, it's Bobby Allen's grandson. Friday, Bobby Allen's grandson. Wow. Brad Sweet won again on Saturday. It was the closest finish in the 58 year history of the event. Point one three three seconds over uh, Donnie Shot. How's this for a? Donnie Schott's fast fact. Since 2004, he has not finished lower than second in the Knoxville Nationals. It's not bad. It's not good, bad. Pretty good. pretty good little run. Yeah. Pretty pretty good run. And in that time at Knoxville, he's made $2.1 million. That's at Knoxville. That's, that's, change. that's yeah. That's Knox. That's, that's just, just one racetrack. One, one racetrack. One race. Yeah. One race. Yeah. 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 Kyle Larson ran uh, that too, didn't he? I run believe Saturday he did. I think he finished third. Came out to uh, MIS on Sunday. Yeah, his, he, he, he came and played with us on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, For a little while. World of Outlaws <laughs> uh, travel to North Dakota, it looks like, uh, this weekend. Grand Forks, River City's uh, Speedway in Grand Forks, and then Red R- River Valley Speedway in West Fargo, North Dakota. So that's uh, everything that uh, went on this past weekend. That's fit to print. That's not bad. Yeah. So, so Charlie, what do you plan on doing when you grow up? I'm I'm fighting it, man. I, I understand that I'm you're fighting it. Under, understand you're pretty pleased with this gig. I'm pretty happy with things right now. It's uh, it, this is something that I have really been wanting to do for a very long time, and you know I'm just the way that I am personally. Um, you know, if if someone is in a position in, in a job, and Don Radabaugh was was at Arca for a long time. I've I've known Don for 15 years, and I like Don. So I wasn't going to do anything to, uh, you know, I wasn't going to go and talk to to my bosses now and say, hey, you should fire Don. You know, I'm just not going to do that, you know. But, and and but they're very lo- loyal and, to their And they employees. are. They're anyway. very loyal, and they should be. Don did a very nice job. But, you know, as soon as Don decided, you know, he was going to go and do something else, I called him and said, hey, <laughs> how, hey. how do we make this happen? Consider me. Um, and, you know, the great thing is, uh, was, is uh, I had already been talking to them about doing some other things. And, you know, they knew that this is really what I would like to have done. And, you know, now that the position was open, it, it really worked out. And uh, I've just been having the time of my life doing it the past two and a half months. I'm, I'm hoping I get to kind of transition into things. I mean, as you know, uh, NASCAR has acquired ARCA. And I was going to ask you how you saw things shaking get, out in 2020. Before we get too deep into this, for those of you who don't know Charlie Crawl, 
Oh, yeah, we haven't even introduced me He's, yet. Uh, Everybody <laughs> the knows The ARCA Communications Manager, I believe, is your official title. That's my You're official, going with czar or whatever. Yeah, official title Just took over that. Give us, a, give us a little bit of background on Charlie. Because you've been involved in motorsports for years. Long and time. All kinds of different all life, really. radio uh, shows, well, the, truck series. Yeah. Uh, well, the great give thing. Give us a, a little bit the cliff notes uh, of your background. It's still long. I know. It's still long. So when I was a kid. All right, we'll do some bullet points. Okay. When I was a kid, my grandparents, uh, Fran and Dick Duff, were officials who worked with uh, John and Mildred Markham. Uh, they were around, not maybe not when ARCA was founded, but shortly thereafter. Uh, and when I was a kid, I mean, I came to as many races as I could, whether it was Flat Rock Speedway or every now and then we would go to what they called the ARCA New Cars, right? Uh, which is now the ARCA Racing Series. Um, so I've been around a long time. You know, the very first job that I ever got paid to do actual real cash money. I sold ARCA yearbooks for Ron Drager at a couple of racetracks back in 1982. I, I wasn't even 10 years old yet. It was my first job that I ever got paid for. At that point, he was a cute little kid, and people flocked to him to buy programs. They did, and they still do because I'm still cute. But um, So, you know, just having been around the, the, uh, the races with my grandparents uh, it was always something I was interested in, and you know, after, after, as I got out of college, you know, I started working at Toledo Speedway. I was the announcer there for a year, and then I moved into uh, what was then the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series with Thor Sport Racing as their uh, marketing and PR guru, slave <laughs> guru. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, from there, I uh, starting in 1999. I probably worked the next nine years in the truck series. Uh, whether it was with Thor Sport or uh, on my own, uh, doing freelance public relations. I worked for uh, a website called truckseries.com back in the day. I remember that. Back in 2004, uh, I was part of the team that brought the truck series into uh, Mansfield uh, for the very first time. It was the first NASCAR race in the state of Ohio in I remember 49 years deal. and 50 weeks. That's how long NASCAR had been out of Ohio, almost fifty years, and we were we were uh, I was part of that team. What a phenomenal event that was! Uh, in two thousand eight, we had uh, uh, twin sons, and I kind of stepped away from traveling full time, and was really lucky to uh, latch on with. I don't know if you know DC Bash, who is a radio personality in and around Northwestern Ohio. DC was doing some radio stuff that uh, broadcast some races on a, another station, and was able to latch on with him. And through that, kind of got involved in doing some radio stuff with ARCA, and I've been doing that off and on for uh, the last ten years. And um, you know, in addition to that, I hosted Motorsports Talk way back when with Ron, and we had a good time with we that. We did too, have a good Charlie. time, and you know, I've been the the PA announcer up at Michigan for the past seven years, I believe. Has it been that long? It's been that long. It's only two weekends a year, though, so. You know, but uh, having a great time doing that. You were just up there on Sunday, and um, you know, just so many of these things that I get to do. I'm at heart, you know, despite the fact that I've been involved. You know, I've I've got family members. You know, my uncle owned a a cup team back in the day that won 43 cup races in a championship. They won the Daytona 500. You know, I in most people that's how they would introduce themselves. That that's what they would have led with. You know, to me, I've always wanted to kind of do this on my own. You know, I, I try not to let, you know, hey, you should hire me because my uncle did this or my grandparents you did that. You can name drop, though. You can, I, you I can, can. Tell, you can tell the folks I what can, team that but was. I, I can, but, you know, I, I would rather have earned this on my own 
And, you know, the, really the great thing about it is I'm just someone who likes racing. You know, I'm I'm a race fan. You know, I go to all of the ARCA events. Uh, I've been to every one of them since the Toledo race. Um, I, I, I'm just... I'm I'm just having a great time watching cars go around in circles, and the fact that I get to come in and make a living doing it is just it sometimes boggles my mind because it's I I never thought that that would happen for me. I thought I was just going to be a race fan. You have know? you have you ever gotten behind the wheel? I took a few laps in a four cylinder car at Mansfield back in 2004. Uh, Ron used to try to trick me into coming and running his late model, just some hot laps or something like that, but. Um, you know, my grandparents are all dead now, so maybe I can do it because that was the thing is like, um, Charles, no, they, they were going to kill me if, if they, they knew that I was going to do that. They was like, there's no way. So now that my grandparents are all gone, maybe I can get away with it. Do you have the desire to do that or you're happy with what you're doing? I think it would be fun to do it maybe by myself. Um, but I, I don't have the desire to go out there and knock fenders with anybody. No. Okay. Fair enough. I don't like to get tackled playing football hammer. I don't want to hit a wall at 120 miles an hour. <laughs> so go on a smaller dirt track. We're only That's going no like fun. 70, 80 miles no an hour. Fun. It, it is fun. I mean, going 70 or 80 versus 130. Well, you know, 30. it depends if you're going to hit mean, the wall or not, I suppose. I mean, they, you know? they don't need life flight at those 70 or 80 mile an hour dirt tracks, do they? Not normally. <laughs> that, not normally, are you, are you right? Making a knock <laughs> I'm just <laughs> saying, I don't want to be on that helicopter. He was fine, by the way. He was fine, by the way. Yes. Um, so, did he race last week? He did not. Okay, I, not that I'm aware. Of. He was fine. The car was not. Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew the car wasn't. There, he's there was, got a he's got a name for racing though. With that last name, yeah, right? and and a pretty cool number too. Oh, that's right. Sixty nine. Yeah. No, thirty five M. Oh, okay. He's a Miller. All right, whatever. So now you're the uh, ARCA communications manager. What does what do, what does that actually mean? What do you, what is your well, responsibility? Well, my uh, daily duties are to keep the website updated with fresh content, whether it's content that I produce or teams or racetracks or guest columnists or whomever. Um, I do that. I do, I do media outreach. I try to get uh, what we call earned media coverage. You know, most places, if if I if we wanted an ad in the in a newspaper somewhere, well, sure, we could go buy buy an ad. Uh, but we would rather earn that with, you know, a, a well-written story, you know, and so that's press, that's release. press releases. Yeah. Sure. Um, so that's what I do. I'll create that content and reach out to the media and try to get some attention leading into and uh, coordinate media interviews for drivers such as Natalie Decker, who you had on the show earlier or uh, or whomever. All of the, all of our drivers in the ARCA Racing Series are, are very good talkers and uh, represent the series very well. So that's that's my job to try to get as much attention as I can and, you know, at at each event, uh, I will you know work with the media that's on site to make sure that they have what they need. I do a little uh, interfacing with television from time to time, uh, not as much as I would like, but you know they're pretty well self-contained. But if they do need something, I'm there to help them. And you know, track announcers if they need any information, I'll make sure that they have it as well. And you've done all that stuff, didn't you? Do some TV broadcast? A little bit, a little bit. Like, Charlie, you like been a around... Winchester thing or something? I, we, I did uh, a, like a year and a half, two years of ARCA on yeah. uh, what was then American Sports Network. I also did oh. some stuff with CBS Sports Network as well. So I, I know what they're looking for. I was around 
Uh, back in my early truck series days, I actually worked with Amy East when she was doing ESPN stuff. So I was kind of her her right hand man. I did everything but go on the air. I helped her get all of the information, helped her sort it all. Uh, would help her write, you know, if she was going to do uh, a stand up at the top of the show. I helped her write that stuff for every week. So I, I I've done quite a bit of that. It's just I haven't done again not as much of that as I would have liked. You've been around racing for a lot of years. Are you ever in awe at how young the drivers are, especially in the ARCA series? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so uh, a couple of years ago, ARCA has a rule that you have to be 15 years of age to compete in the ARCA racing series. There's a lot of 15-year-olds. There's a lot of (laughs) 15-year-olds. But three years ago at Toledo Speedway, the day that we practiced and qualified was Todd Gilliland's 15th birthday. So that was the very first day he was eligible to compete in an ARCA ARCA event. And he started from the pole. He qualified on the pole. The very next day, the first race he was ever eligible for, he won. So I'm thinking he's going to hold that record for quite a while until we can get someone to race on their 15th birthday and that driver happens to win. Yeah, I think Todd's going to hold on to that record for a while. But yeah, I am. Because I remember what I was doing when I was 15, and it wasn't running 140 miles an hour at Winchester or Salem or Toledo or DeCoin or, you know, it it was, you know, pushing slot cars around a racetrack and making race car noises, you know, that kind of stuff. So playing in the dirt behind the grandstands. Yeah, Yeah. literally. So been there. Yeah. So it it actually is really amazing that um, we do have as many, uh, not only as many young drivers as we have, but as many successful young drivers as we have. How big is it? Would you say they're talented? Oh, for sure. I mean, a, a kid he like won Chandler. Won his birthday. Sm- yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. even this year, a kid like Chandler Smith. Uh, Chandler's now sixteen, uh, but he came in when he was fifteen years old. He started from the pole the first four races that he was in. You know, that's Ron Drager and I went through as many records as we could find, and we had never seen that before. Not only, I mean, not only hadn't anybody ever done four in a row ever. They certainly didn't do it their very their first four starts. So I mean, to have somebody come in and be able to do that, their very, the very first time they were ever in, it's just incredible. Isn't that something that might worry you? Like, oh, this kid's too good. He's going to move up out of uh, well, the series. What, too well, quick. that's what we want. That's actually what we want. We, you know, the it's kind of transitioned from you know years ago, Ron, when you would have been a young man. You know, my, what. what well, not my age, but 30, when you were 30-ish, you know, someone could have come to ARCA and made a living there and, and spent 20, 25 years racing in the ARCA Racing Series. Frank Kimmel did that. You'll you'll find me in the ARCA record book. You, you will. I've seen it. Um, you know, we, we while there are I'm people... I'm curious now. <laughs> yeah, he's, sure he has. He's run some ARCA Racing Series races. Um, I mean, that certainly is possible for somebody to come right. and do that. And we would love it if someone did. But really what, what this is is now it's the first step on the ladder. And I'm sure that's exactly what NASCAR was looking that's exactly at when they expressed what they want. an interest that's in exactly, Well, it's been that way for a long time. Right. But that's it's really in recent years has become even more so. Now they so, have a controlling interest or, for or sure, will. For sure. So someone will go from Oakshade Raceway. And let's say Ryan Missler, who was here last week. Ryan says, well, you know, I want to take the next step. I would love to eventually go run in the Daytona 500. I'm going to start calling around to see how I can make that happen. Well, he's going to call NASCAR, and he's going to say, well, 
five years from now, I want to run in the Daytona 500. Help me with my plan. How do I do this? They're going to say, well, here's what you really need to do first is you need to get an ARCA car and you need to come and run the ARCA race at Daytona. And once you get approved to run there and race there and you're successful there, then maybe someone will put you in a truck and then you'll go into an Xfinity car and then a cup car. So that's the plan. And that's really how it, you know, that's really where we fit in, in, in the grand scheme of things is we're that first real national level step to go. So four years from now, Ryan Missler, we're going to see him in the Daytona 500. He could be. What I'm getting. We've just planted the seed. There you go, Ryan. Just planted the seed. So let's make it happen, Missler. (laughs) Do we get some free cookies this week? (laughs) Oh, he's going to be spending cookie money on. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) he's going to spend, he's going to spend cookie money on, on Arca cars now. Charlie, those cookies are absolutely killer. I, I, I'm taking your word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Very good stuff. Anyways, um, so is there, have you noticed any changes uh, as far as operations of ARCA with the NASCAR? Absolutely not. Business, business as, as usual. usual. And it's yep. uh, that looks that way for the unforeseen future? Uh, certainly for 2019. For the, okay. Yep, certainly for 2019. Uh, we just published an interview with Ron Drager on the website last weekend, uh, and I asked him that exact question, and it's – that is the plan is just business as usual through at least 2019. Uh, I actually don't see a lot of huge changes in the foreseeable future. You will see, certainly will see change. Don't get me wrong. But Do you it's think not, that change might involve which tracks that, uh, that they go to? Or? Possibly. Okay. Possibly. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, you know, this it's is all speculation. This right? is all speculation. So I'm just going to say possibly, I, I would be surprised if that, if that didn't happen, but I also know that, you know there that the reason that nascar was interested is obviously arca was very successful at what they do so why would they want to come in and completely upset the apple cart i think you will see some changes there will be some consolidation of some things certainly um but i i don't foresee them to just come out come and say you know you i i thanks for the previous 55 years or 56 years but we're just going to completely undo everything that you've ever done and we're going to start you know we're going to do it the the exact opposite i just don't see that happening so we don't have to reserve a u-haul truck for ck heading for daytona not yet maybe wouldn't that be nice you, you wouldn't care at all would you uh i mean I, I like toledo you know i like i like living here that's there's a reason why i haven't ever he's packed CK. up okay i got it, it was a little yeah, slow on the ck yeah. it's like who's ck yeah oh, okay but there's a reason why i haven't ever packed up and moved to charlotte is i actually like it here and um you know, the, there's a reason why I've chosen to work in Camping World Trucks and now ARCA is that, you know, I, I kind of like doing the minor league the stuff. Roots. It's the grassroots stuff is fun for yep, me. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I, I will be, I would be open to do anything. Um, but, you know, I, I really would like to stay here in the Midwest for the foreseeable future. So. How cool. big is it to have uh, someone like Natalie Decker that's getting all this attention, especially since her performance at Daytona this year? It, it's Arca huge series. for us. I mean, all of these uh, young, I'm going to say young kids. Um, There's a lot of females racing this year. Well, we Arca had, too. yeah, we actually had three at yeah. Chicagoland, and they were all on, on the, the same, same team, team yeah. which is really cool. Um, you know, we have, Arca has had a lot of female drivers in the past, and I'm not going to disparage any one of them because uh, I have a lot of respect for what race car drivers do. Um, I know how how much effort Ron puts into his race cars. I know how much effort uh, my friend Gary Demoe put into sure. his race cars. Gary running in the Bomber B Main puts in a tremendous amount of effort to come out. You exactly, you put in a huge amount of effort to come out and run a B Main and finish twelfth. 
I'm not finished ninth. Not second. that. Yeah. Second. But I'm just saying. I mean, and second even, a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. But just yeah. to to do that, it's it's extremely hard. You know, winning a heat race in any level is a hard thing to do. And so there's to, there's a financial so, cost. Too. Exactly. So to come out and run. 15th or 20th in ARCA, you know, people, you'll sit there and say, oh, geez, you know, what a stroker he's running 20th. Well, it's actually a really hard thing to do. So we have had a, a lot of female drivers that may not have had the type of success that Natalie has had, but uh, for her to come out and, and start on the pole at Daytona and finish fifth and, and to have some other top 10 finishes this year, and she finished, what, third or fourth up at Elko a few weeks ago. Um, for her to have that type of success is great. It puts us in the spotlight and, and as a PR guy. I mean that's what I'm looking for. I want attention. That's what that's what we want. We want that earned media. We want people to pay attention to us without us paying them to do so. And that's exactly what she helps us do, but you know, not just Natalie. I mean, we've got guys like Christian Eckes who are, you know, Christian drove for Junior Motorsports' late model stock program down in in the Carolinas a couple of years ago. He won the Myrtle Beach 400. He's won the All-American 400. You know, this is a a a legit race car driver and he's running ARCA now. You know, and then you have Sheldon Creed. You know, Sheldon is a kid that could race anywhere, and he's chosen to come and do it with us. And he's he's doing a phenomenal job. He's leading the points. He's won three times. He's won on all different kinds of racetracks. He's he runs Trans Am races. He runs off road trucks. He does. You know, you put him. He's run the truck race at Eldora. You, I mean, you give him a, a chance to go run something. He's going to go run it, and he's going to be pretty good at it. So to have these kids come and choose to run with us is pretty cool. Do you have any kids transitioning from, uh, and I can't remember the Speedway out in California, but they're on MAV-TV frequently. Um, Irwindale and Madeira. Yeah, that uh, something or another 51. Speed 51. Yeah. 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 And uh, there are some apparently very talented kids uh, that are racing there. There are. I, I would expect them to be transitioning your way. I mean, at some point in time, if they would like to start making that leap, that's what they're going to have to do. They'll look at doing a NASCAR K&N or an ARCA schedule or maybe doing a little bit of both. And, um, you know, that's that's what we're looking forward to. That's where, that's where we see our future in the next, you know, 10, 15 years is, is being that first step on that developmental ladder. And, you know, I, just where the racing world is right now, you know, you know, we're not hired, you know, no one gets hired now without having some funding in place. You know, that's just the business yes, the, it is. The, where it is, but we are seeing some big name retirements in the upper levels of NASCAR. And eventually what's going to happen is the more of those people retire, they're, they're going to need, need to be replaced. And so I, I think that we're going to see a, a, an influx of young drivers Talent-based drivers? Uh, I'm hoping. You know, and even the t- drivers with talent bring money these days. I mean, that's just how it is. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that we're, we're going to see an influx of young drivers trying to, to work their way into Cup because there, there will be a lot of openings in the next couple of years. We're seeing that. Again, we're uh, talking with Charlie Craw, the communications manager of ARCA, which you just uh, picked up that title what, a couple months ago now? You've been, back in June. Back in June, yep. okay. So you, you should be settling in or about now i still don't have anything on the walls of my office yet but But you do have an office i do have an office which is good that's important yeah this weekend uh they're racing on the dirt so yeah how about that what's going on at springfield you know springfield this race dates back to 1963 it was the first year they ran the allen crow 100 was a usac race for i believe through 1982 
that's when USAC stock car division was kind of starting to fizzle out a little bit. ARCA co-sanctioned it with USAC for a couple of years, and then in 1985 they became the sole uh, sole sanction. But this is one of the most unique and cool racing events of the entire year. We're going to show up at the racetrack like at 5 o'clock in the morning on Sunday, and we'll practice at 9 o'clock, we'll qualify at 11, we'll race at 1, and we're out by 3.30. You know, it's really, really cool. It's such a compact day. It's such a fast-paced day. Racing on a, a one-mile dirt track at a state fair, and that state fair is like the 158th year or something of this state fair. It's just a lot a, of history. A lot sure. of history there. I mean, I think Abe Lincoln actually used to go to the <laughs> Illinois State Fair in Illinois. He I mean, used it's to just, race in that race too. Uh, he, he might have. Ron might have. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've, um, I've raced at Springfield. I've, I've raced at Springfield. Well, you see, I have some dirt late model races there. Yeah. I've, there's a video from 1983 of Charlie Swartz right. setting. How fast do they go on that track? It's a mile track. It's a mile track. The ARCA cars don't go exceedingly fast, but that late model lap was pretty crazy. Wedge car, wedge late model with the big sideboards on it. Yeah, look that up. I'm trying to remember what year we were there. It was, I think, very early 90s. Yeah, it's possible. So our track record there is 111 miles an hour. I mean, we still run the exact same car that you run at Daytona. You could run at Springfield. It's the same 3,400 pounds. You know, it's the same basic setup but Ashley yes, says you should sit up straight I should sit up straight there you go. yeah thank you Ashley <laughs> thank you thank you for looking out for me but um so yeah it's the same basic car that I mean we don't do any we don't take weight off of it we don't take the windshields out we don't do any I mean we put dirt tires on it that's about it Kind of so, like the trucks, then. Kind of like the trucks. Yep. Do they have the uh, little feather dusters that they you use can? To you can, and they've got the little, the you know, the deflector on the hood, and they put the you know protective screen mesh over the radiator ducting. And but this race, like you said, has been going on for years. It's where been the, going the on for years. Races are relatively relatively new, new. new, but they probably no, picked no, up some pointers. From will there. your guys wear use the uh, windshield tear offs? Well, you can use a windshield tear off. Sure, yeah, you could. I mean, uh, it's. Same rule, same rules as you could at Daytona or Talladega. If sure. you can run it there, you can run it at Springfield. All right. All right, I'm going to sit up straight. Now. There you go. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> what does uh, the ARCA season uh, wrap up? Oh, in the month of October down at Kansas Speedway. So we've got, starting this weekend, we've got Springfield on the 19th. Then we're going to go back to Berlin on oh, yeah, August 25th. About that. August 25th, our rain out. We got rained out back in July. Uh, that actually is going to be a really cool night. There's going to be almost 400 laps of racing that night. They've got all five of Berlin's weekly events, uh, weekly divisions. will have their season championships that night, and then we're going to be the nightcap. Uh, really? Then once we're done with Berlin, we're going to go back to the state of Illinois, DeCoin, another mile dirt. Uh, that's on Labor Day Monday, which is really cool, a Monday race. Uh, and, and the DeCoin State Fair is just as good. It's a, a very different, but just as cool as Springfield. So if you've ever, if you've never been, figure out a way to go. It's a pretty cool place. And then, so that's September. September 7th, four days later, we're in Indy at uh, Lucas Oil Raceway Park, uh, the short track there. So we've got two races in four days. Uh, and then after that, we get to go to Salem Speedway. So five races in four weeks. Pretty cool stuff. Nice. Very nice. And, uh, if the uh, Berlin race gets uh, well, we're not going to talk about what happens if it gets rained out. Because I'm just going to put this out there. Are you going to be on the I'm dirt? Just, I'm just going to put this out there. They're going to put dirt on that. They're track. putting dirt on 
Berlin. The, the racetrack at Berlin starting August 26th. And they run the a bunch of... of the day so, after so, here's, so if for some reason <laughs> we get rained out on the 25th, here are our options. Okay, there's three of them. So we come back on Monday the 27th, which we would do if we had to. If, if that doesn't work out, we let them put the dirt down and we come back and race on the dirt... I'm for or, that option. Or we yeah. just, or we we just can't find a way to make it happen and we have to cancel the event. I think we would really try to figure out a way to get back there on the 27th or even maybe race on the we don't want to cancel an event. We've had to do that before a couple of times uh, in years past. We we hate having to do that for a number of reasons, but it would be kind of cool to have another half mile dirt race, wouldn't it? I'm just saying. Just saying. Speaking of uh, racing on the dirt, I was reading uh, Nick Hoffman uh, ran the truck ad. He did. Eldora and uh, the Miller Brothers. Yep. Costs involved with that, I guess. Uh, it's not cheap. I think between tires, entry fee, entry fee is like uh, sixteen hundred dollars, and well, he's everything. got to get licensed. And I think it was like twenty thousand dollars. He said, which is relatively cheap for a truck race. He says yep. usually it's like thirty to a hundred. Well, Logan Seavey paid. It was a little more than that. I mean, not that he paid it, but yeah. for Logan Seavey, his team paid a lot more than that. Yeah. And the payout was. I didn't realize it was only twenty five thousand dollars to win. To win, yeah. To win. Wow. So yeah. you don't make uh you don't make what you put into it. You, you know, make that the money a, with the sponsors. Yeah, that is a really cool event though. I will tell oh, you yeah. that. It is probably the marquee event of the truck series schedule. Um I actually have the pleasure, the honor of going down and doing track PA that weekend. Uh I did driver intros and to hear the crowd respond to each and every driver. I mean Norm well, Benning. There's a lot of different drivers too that's that right, come but to Norm Benning in. gets an ovation at Eldora, and as well he should. As, He's paid well, he his should, dues. But, yeah, he. But you go to Michigan and you introduce Norm Benning, and it's polite <laughs> applause. You know, at Eldora, they're up going crazy for him. So um, it, it's such a cool event. Uh, what do you think the chances of uh, Xfinity Series or Cup uh, Series having an event there at some point in the future? Xfinity fifty fifty Cup ten. Okay. I'm not going to say zero because Tony can make things happen, but (laughs) it's. I just don't foresee it in the in the in the near future. Would you like to see it? Oh, sure. Would Xfinity mandate the the soft walls? And this is where I say Mansfield already has it. Right. I was there. I was was there when we put them in. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I don't think that you need soft walls at a place like Eldora. I really don't. No. You know, you might take away from the race because they're racing up against the wall as it is. And, now and you take three feet away from that. It's I don't. I mean, look, anything can happen at any time. Let's let's be real here. We've seen it at at Oakshade. We've seen it at Toledo Speedway. We've seen it at every short track in the country where someone, you know, you think, well, this is so slow, no one can be hurt here. But yeah, nobody could get hurt at Flat Rock. That, it's that's a right. Quarter mile. That's track. right. Well, the the physics involved. I mean, anything can always happen. But sure, I, I just I don't see the need for soft walls at. 80 miles an hour at Eldora. I really Says the don't. man who doesn't want to be in a car and hit the wall at 80 miles I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I didn't say those yeah. guys don't. They signed up for it. Well, and the cars have gotten so much safer. Sure they have. Yeah, sure. You know, I, I just don't see, I don't see the need for it at a place like Eldora. You know, when Mansfield was paved, you know, back in 2004, and you're hauling off into the corner, they're doing 120 miles an hour. Okay, I get it. You know, that's... That's probably right. You know, I mean, uh, at Eldora, I mean, it really is 80 miles an hour, you know, so what's the difference? Mansfield was very fast when it was first dirt, so... Sure, yeah. it's still fast now. Yeah. You know, it's still fast it now, is. but... It is. 
you know, I think if you took a truck to Aldor to to Mansfield, it would it would wouldn't be. They're going to cons- go slower than they went the first time. They sure, were there. it would it would be about what they run at Man- at Eldora. Sure, so I, I don't think that you need to have soft walls there for, for for an Xfinity race. No. All right. But what do I know? We need to convince NASCAR of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank but, you uh, for. Uh, Go hey, ahead. What, we're done? No. No, no. no right. I'm just thanking you for coming in. We still got some other stuff to oh, get okay, to. We good. have uh, some Millstream stuff that I'm going to ask him about. Um, also, we have the weekend weather pit stop from uh, Ryan Weekman of Channel 11. He's got some good and some bad news. Yeah. And uh, we're going to play how many in, in just a little bit. Uh, but first, let's uh, cover some, uh, some news from the past week. Uh, our guest next week, I don't think I've told you this, but we're going to have uh, Dave Mazzillo of... Uh, Bearfield Motorsports Park okay. back on the show. Yeah. He's going to give us an update on the Grocery Getter Classic. Which have you is heard coming about that one, Charlie? I have not heard about this, but Hammer and I were talking a little bit, and before I go, this we're going to talk about that, too. Total insanity. I haven't told you, but yeah, this is, uh, they got a big race coming up in September. Uh, it's a, what, 24-hour race? 24 hours. 500,000 to win if they get... I, I think it's 50,000. 50,000 to win if they get 500 that's a, cars. That's 500 a big cars. difference, Hammer. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's that's why difference. we're going to talk to Dave spent, next week. You just spent $450,000 of someone else's money, man. 50,000 sounds right, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's 500 right. cars. That's where I got F- the 500. Five, five wide. They'll, they'll be starting them five wide. Yeah. For a 24-hour race. Yeah. Yep. Four, they have to have man, four drivers. Man, at, at least four. All right, so there's a four of us in this room. And they're pretty much stock cars. Kathy, you in? Speaking of which, on the way to MIS this weekend, we saw a uh, one of the cars you're looking for. The Crown Ford Crown, Crown Vic. Vic. Yeah, it was I, an old I'm, cop car. I'm thinking an old cop car would just... 2400 I think, was the price we saw on it. would be killer. So there you go. $500 entry fee, Charlie. So it's a buck twenty-five per, per for the four. Yeah, yeah. Or 500 per sponsor. But uh, I think it pays, what, it's like 40000 if they get 400 cars, depending on the number of entries. It's 10000 per hundred. There you go. Yeah. If you want to be incremental about it, yes. Huh. And, when is uh, it? I think last time we spoke to him was February, I think. Yeah, it was early on. Yeah, it was like only a month or two after they announced it, and they already had, I think, close to 100 uh, entries or something like that. So it'll be interesting to see what they're up to now. And we might be able to get some people. But they don't have a limit on how much you can spend on your car. Well, it's got to be. A, it's a, there's no you no roll cage, yeah. no race seat, no it, trucks. Yeah, there's so a this few rules, really but safe. it's basically yeah. <laughs> it, it's basically your street and, and it has to have an operational FM radio because oh, that's right. That's how they're going to communicate. Okay, it, there there won't be receivers. There won't be. I don't think there's transponders. I don't think. I don't think. Well, there might be because how are you going to score yeah. 500 cars? I think there's going to be racing. We'll talk to Dave next week. Your grandparents that. couldn't do that one. Anyways, on a separate I, I note. I could with them. I could, sure. <laughs> on a separate note, that's not why I brought him up, because uh, he actually made a big announcement. I don't know. Did you see this on Friday night? Uh, I didn't. You did not? Okay. Well, I was talking to Chrissy about it at Oakshade on, on Saturday. He made a big announcement of a way to try and deal with the negative comments on social media, where he's going to have a board, a whiteboard, He's going to write your name on there. If, if you say something, if you say shitty. something negative, then your name's going to go on there, and you're—I think it was suspended for a week or something until Ooh. you apologize and take that comment off. I think was the two deals because he wants basically people with negative comments to come and talk to management, you know, whoever's Absolutely. in charge, instead of putting that out on social media and hurting the track. All right, so I'm so, going to jump in. And here then I real think quick. there's another thing you you're. 
if you do it two weeks in a row or something, then you're done for. I don't remember the the whole logistics, but and he wants the other tracks to to join in on this. And if your name's on that list for bad mouthing Bayer Field or whatever, then you can't go to Toledo or somewhere else and race either because you're blacklisted from from everywhere. Ooh. Well, this is, that's his plan. To I'm me, not, this is just a common sense thing. All right, so I have had. I'm an opinionated guy. No. All right. No. I know. Hard Seriously. to believe, right? Hard to believe. So I go to Oakshade or Flat Rock or Toledo or Michigan or anywhere, and I like all of the people who run every one of those racing facilities, okay? But I still have my opinions. So say I go to Oakshade the other night, and I'm sitting in the booth announcing, and I see something that I don't like, and I go out and post something critical on Oakshade's, you know, I tw- I send a qu- critical tweet to Oakshade, you know, tag them and say, ah, you guys don't know what you're doing. Uh, not that I did do this, but say I did. All right, so really, what? because I'm someone who is involved, and Ron, you're someone who's involved. You're someone who's involved. So when someone who is involved says something like that publicly, that would be like me going across the street to Spaghetti Warehouse, and I walk in. I'm like, you know, I'm really in the mood for some Italian food. What can y'all help me out with? And the first person that I walk into, or run into when I walk in that works there says, yeah, you know, we have Italian food here, but it's not really good. You shouldn't go here. That's what you're saying when you are making a critical comment about the racetrack that you race at publicly. All right, so if you have a problem, I know it's really easy. You know, if you've been black flagged, you don't think like it, well, Okay, so you can get on and say, hey, I think that's a really stupid decision. Um, you know, I, I shouldn't have been black flagged. Go ahead and have at it. But when you come on and say, everyone at Oakshade Raceway is so stupid for black flagging me, I'm never going to race there again. Okay, well, don't. Yeah, we, I, I wouldn't want you back if that's what you're going to say. If you if you have a, a legit problem, this is just common sense to just go and talk to track management. Now, if track management and you can't work it out and you're still upset – Again, that I, at that point, it doesn't matter. It, well, are you are you not going to come back and race there? You know, do you? I mean, do you want people to come and watch you race? Do you? I mean, do you want your sponsors to come and watch you race? Do you want people to sponsor you? Because every time you come out and say something negative about the place where you race, you're telling people, well, really, what I'm doing here, it's you shouldn't be paying attention to this because I don't even like it. So yeah, it, you're kind of hurting yourself. You're all you're doing is hurting yourself. It's so common sense to me. So yeah, can you, I do it? You know, I, I watch a NASCAR race and and I'll I'll see something that I don't like. I didn't like the caution clock. I don't. Not a huge fan of stage racing. The caution line and the backstretch. The, the overtime line. I hated the overtime line. All right, so. So I can I can come and say not a big fan of the overtime line. Still like NASCAR racing. I'm still going to watch. You know that's that's one thing. But to sit there and say everyone at NASCAR is stupid for this overtime line. I'm never going to watch again. Okay, let's so, boycott NASCAR. So if, I, so if I did that, if I did that, why would NASCAR yeah. ever let me back into one of their events? It makes no sense. So uh, while I think that telling people. I mean, it's it's a shame that you have to tell people that it really yeah. is because this is something that it truly is so common sense. The, the bad part, juvenile. Charlie, is that a lot of people say things in anger that they can't take back. You can't unsay something. You can always delete it, but people always see it. Yeah. Screenshots. Screenshots yeah. are a pain. Yeah, you can't unsay something. You can't, and and really in this day and age. You know, when when we are trying everything we possibly can to put people in the seats. You know, I was at Oakshade the other night. It's a good crowd. Great. 
hundred some cars back in the pits. I'm sure that they would have loved to have had more people there. I'm sure they would have loved to have more cars there. Same thing at Toledo Speedway. They had a pretty decent crowd the other night. Car count was a little thin, but they, you know, it was a good night. Why are why are we out here tearing this thing down when all we're, all we really need to do is is be positive at this point? Yeah, okay. So it didn't go your way. So you're going to tell everybody that you know to never go back. That makes no sense to me. It's easy. It's uh, you're behind a keyboard. It is. It's not face to face. So. It is. So, I mean, I, I run. It's an idea that he has. I mean, it's. An, it's I don't know a, that it's going to work because it's going to be hard to kind of police the it's internet. It's going to be hard. Way, to, but, it's hard to police the internet. But he's so trying I, something. So, so I, I was him. telling you a little bit about a, a Twitter account that I run, and I'm not going to name it here, but it's it's a fairly well known Twitter account, and you that know, I what, never heard of until you, for some I'm for now. some reason you never I heard know, of it. I don't but, know. But the one thing that I do with that Twitter account is I will tell everybody that I know. Hey, this, this is me. I don't want you to think that I'm some asshole taking pot shots at you. I want you to know I'm actually your friend. This is supposed to be a, in good fun. So if you see something, you know, just realize this. Is, I don't want to be a faceless internet keyboard warrior. I want people to know, hey, you know, this is me. And if you'd like to, you know, if I say something kind of, you know, risky or edgy or whatever, just send it back. I mean, I, I want it to come back to me. That's the whole point of that account, you know, but I don't want to, you know, if, if I'm going to get into a discussion about something that I don't like, I'm going to have, I'm going to back it up with facts. I'm going to back it up with, you know, his history. I'm going to back it up with everything that I can find. I'm not just going to come out and say, Hey, this guy sucks. You know, if, if I'm going to say that, I'm going to, I'm going to have a reason why a reason to say that. And I'm going to be able to back exactly. it up with, you know, not just flying off the handle. And that's, you know, that's the problem that so many of these racetracks have is that, you know, okay, I understand, you know, you go to a lot of these short tracks and they're, they're run by people who who are racers. They're they're maybe not businessmen. They're maybe not ultra high educated. You know, maybe they don't know how to run a business. Maybe they don't know how to promote something. Maybe they don't know how to interact with people on a regular basis. But their heart's in the right place. They want to put on a race. They want to put on a place for you guys to come and race. They want to have a place for fans to. Come. So why not make it easy on them? You know, why not help them if you can? Why, instead of just tearing them down? I've I've never understood that. All right. Let's there we on. go. Let's the lesson on. is over. <laughs> World according we'll, to Charlie. We'll, we'll talk more to, to Dave about Are you going to call me the professor that. now, Ron? I feel like I'm preaching here. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Graduate assistant, maybe. I don't know. Uh, did you see the, that uh, deal, that feud that happened at uh, South Carolina track over the weekend? Uh, where, where they destroyed some cars? It was like a demolition derby oh during uh, it, hot laps. It was crazy. A.J. Tallison and Bruce Barnett uh, were escorted from Lawrence County Speedway in South Carolina by police after uh, an incident turned hot laps into a demolition derby. I guess they had an issue with another driver and... Like they, there was contact with him. Actually, you know, they they racked in the guy. It was my fault. Yeah, and then he got hit by another guy that's on his same team, and then and it it cut a tire down. And and it turned into team racing where they had yeah three or four cars on a couple of different teams trying to. But it all happened a few. It was like a few weeks building up, but it started with a couple of incidents on the track, and uh, then some threats were made. I think on social media, as a matter of fact, which is stupid to do that. I mean, the screenshot thing again. 
Once I it's think out it's there, great. it's out there. I think but it's, it's great. documented. Well, yeah, it <laughs> and makes, here it is. It's yeah. documented. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It makes it great for the person. And the thing was, the threats were against these two that ended up being escorted out because then they basically the threats were that uh, they were going to get hurt or something, you know, if they show up, and that this other team was going to show up with a bunch of cars and just take them out. And then they ended up not showing up with a bunch of cars. It was just the one. But then these guys showed up with two cars, and then they had an altercation during a hot laps that turned into like a demolition derby, and and those guys being escorted. And actually, the track decided to uh, uh, get rid of the enduro uh, that class. class for at least this weekend, and they're, it's up in the air as to whether or not they're that's going to come back. I have two things here. All right, so <laughs> really, so just two. If you're going to fight. Do it like when people are there. <laughs> you know, get, well, people were there because they had hot laps. I mean, come Serious, on. Yeah. Seriously, Wait, if you're going to have a fight. Do it in the do, feature. Do it. Yeah, but do it. In no, the, but they did it right do according it in the to. Uh, do it in the feature. Come Earl on. Baltes, it used to say, you know, if you're going to fight, make sure it's on the front stretch. That's right. You fight. It's a, Those the, people the, paid good money. Yeah. Let them, let let them, them see, see what's going on. So the, the, the adage is, and there's a picture of this floating around on the internet. You know, you fight in my pits, you're going to jail. You fight in my front stretch, I'm giving you 100 bucks. You know, that's, that's, how Absolutely. that's how it should be. That's how it should be. So don't do it in hot laps and no one's there. Ought to be a track policy. That's right. Do it when people are here. Let us have a reason to talk about it. Come on, you knuckleheads. Uh, Greg Biff- Biffle. Uh, oh, we're talking about this. Just real quick. We haven't really, I haven't mentioned this uh, until now because. Uh, there's way more to this story. I, there's cameras. There's and way more to this that story. He thought he put in his house because he claimed the maids were stealing stuff. That's so not security why. Security and. <laughs> His ex-wife <laughs> accused him of... Uh, Where did he put the cameras? Bedrooms. Uh, and basically the... I wonder why he the, put one in the in the bedroom. In, in the guest bedroom, too. I wonder why he put one in the bedroom. But the jury decided that he did, quote, intrude offensively well, upon well, the did. privacy of his ex-wife, Nicole Biffle. And so. potentially her tennis instructor. Yeah. Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen these videos? I have no, no, okay. no. I'm just hey, that's what the rumor mill is, right? So, uh, you were talking about uh, openings opening up. Casey Kane announced his retirement uh, from full time racing after at this 38. Season. Yeah, so, 38. And I done. remember when he was 18, running at uh, Flag City Motorsports Park in Finley when I oh. first started announcing. Yep, from Enumclaw, Washington. 38 years old, and he's retired. Had a rough but life. He's doing that to. Uh, he plans to spend more time with his son and uh, sprint car teams. That's what he's going to do, baby. Kevin Harvick won at uh, MIS uh, <laughs> over what the a weekend. Surprise! Yeah, uh, another one of the, the the young ones are having issues trying to win. The announcer there killed it over. He the did. Weekend. He was great, especially during the commercial breaks. That's right. Uh, this weekend it's Bristol trucks uh, race tonight at eight thirty. Xfinity series tomorrow night at seven thirty, and then Cup on uh, Saturday at seven thirty. Arca Sunday, 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 Sunday. One thirty on 230, Mav TV. Two thirty Mav TV Eastern. Oh, time. that's right because they're in the Central Time that's Zone. That's right. There yep. you go. Well, if you tune in early, you're not going to miss anything. That's right. Let's play. Uh, how many? Last week uh, we did how many late miles we're going to be at Oakshade this uh, past weekend. I'm going to say 32. No, that was last. That, 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 this was last. He's week. got a recap. We're, we're, oh, was recapping. I right? Was I right? That's how. How'd you? How'd you guess? <laughs> well, that's amazing. So Ryan Missler was the closest. We guessed under. He guessed 27. I think I had 26. You had 25. Right. So Ryan Missler was closest there with uh, 27 for his guess. Uh, this weekend, I couldn't really come up with anything good other than how many fights are going to be at Bristol on Saturday night. Zero. Okay, Charlie says zero. Actually pushing, shoving fights or verbal? Um, I'm going to say zero of both. 
Let's say, yeah, you're, you're right. What constitutes a fight? How about... Uh, Can you call somebody a stupid jerk and is, yes. that, is that a fight? If there's a shouting involved and they're within like four feet of each Where other. Where spittle could land that? on... Yes, if you're okay. in spitting range. Hey, it, this is like that <laughs> definition of, you know, indecent material. You know, you can't define it, but you know it when you see it, Ron. Yeah, there okay. All right. All right. How many you got? Six. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I got blown out of the water on the over-under last week. I'm so. going right in the yeah, middle I thought then. you I'll knew about three. racing, Ron. Actually, no, I'm going two. I'm going to go two. Yeah, you guys are both way, way, way over. These guys aren't getting even close enough to each other to have wrecks there anymore. Coming up in just a few, we'll tell you what's going on this weekend. Right now, how about we check out the forecast uh, for uh, this weekend's racing action. This is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm first alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. A lot of races to get to, not only for this weekend, but also next week. So let's talk about Friday first. We've got Attica and we've got Toledo. Now our rain showers are going to continue likely into Friday evening, especially as we look towards Attica. Now these are going to be scattered. They're not going to be everywhere, but if you get underneath one, these are the type of downpours that could drop a quick inch of rainfall. So we're going to hope that misses the raceway down there. Toledo, still a chance for some scattered downpours into the evening as well. Maybe a little bit of a lower chance, but Still looks like rain's going to be a real threat into Friday evening for both of those raceways. Saturday, we've got Flat Rock, Oakshade, Waynesfield, Sandusky. All those kick off at 7 o'clock, and our forecast for this weekend is dry. So I think all of those are going to be just fine. And as I promised, let's look into next week. We've got Tuesday down at Fremont. That's going to be a tricky one as well. We've got another slow-moving system that's set to arrive by late Monday. There will be widespread rain on Tuesday. Hopefully we can kick those showers out of here before the green flag is set to drop there Tuesday evening. A wet forecast for sure. This has been your weekend weather pit stop forecast. Be sure to download the free First Alert weather app. We'll keep you updated, personalized notifications. And as always, you can zoom around on radar anywhere, either locally or across the country, to check the latest conditions. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. So Friday night's not sounding. That doesn't promising. sound great, but you know, there's a, there's always that vortex factor. There you go. Uh, wrap things up here with what's coming up uh, this weekend. Attica Raceway Park has uh, UBS Financial Services night tomorrow night with Fast Four Ten Sprints, Slate Models, Fast Three Hundred Five Sprints. Gates open at five, racing at seven forty-five. Cost uh, will be fifteen bucks to get you in there for general admission. Also tomorrow night, Toledo Speedway. It's the Play Zone of Toledo Lakeshore Utility Trailer Sales Night of Destruction. Uh, school bus figure eight, figure eight train race, boat figure eight. A lot of things that go in eights and crash. Uh, flagpole race plus uh, late model sportsman and factory stocks uh, season championship. We need to get Ron Miller out there. In, in what? In, in, in what? a figure eight, a school bus? Sure. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Sign me up. Right. I'll take you on. Get, get yeah. on a bus. I'll take you on. Let's do it. You're going to get a bus too? Sure. Okay. Oh, I like baby. This. Ron's been wanting to take me out for years. <laughs> no, we love you, out. Charlie. Uh, gates open at 5 at Toledo. Uh, racing will start at 7.30. Gates, uh, or general mission will cost you 16 bucks to, uh, for tomorrow night's Night of Destruction. Flower Rock Speedway on Saturday. It's season championship night. Late models, figure eights, street stocks, uh, plus the Bandoleros. Uh, gates open at four, racing at seven, 15 bucks, general admission there. Oakshade, it's Wasi on Machine and Manufacturing Night. Uh, late model sports and bombers and compacts, gates open at four, racing at seven, $12, general admission. 
Waynesfield meet the driver's night number two featuring non-wing sprints UMP modifieds well that's me jeez that's you hammer um tough trucks compact packs uh powder pu- they're having powder puff uh tough trucks as well at uh, Waynesfield uh pits open at four racing at seven uh general mission is uh 12 bucks i didn't know that they still did powder but i would think that in this day and age powder puff would yeah. be considered sexist or something you would think that it would be i don't know i mean since women actually can race in any division they want to now more power to them now <laughs> charlie you go back far enough to where women weren't allowed in the pits um very close to that there, there were some very, very close crude signs I, that who was the first woman to go into a, into the pits at, at an arca event do you know Ooh, I would have to think it would be somebody with the Venturini crowd. No, it was really? before that. Really? Also, the family also raced at Oakshade back in the day. Hmm, fill me in. Shirley Gravel. Oh, okay. Yep, she's the first woman to go into the pits at an ARCA event. Very at Flat good. Rock, yep. See, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, she passed My night is complete now weeks ago. That, 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 oh, that's too bad. That. Well, uh, some Dusky Speedway also in action Saturday night. Modified Street Stocks or Renegade Stocks. Pits open at four. Racing at uh, seven. Seven bucks journal admission there. And then Tuesday night, as uh, Ryan had mentioned, it's Roots Poultry Night. Part of the uh, Sandusky County Fair. Fast 305 uh, sprints and uh, vintage cars will be in action. Gates open at 530. Racing at 730. Is that the VARC group, do you know? I don't know. I would guess so, but I'm not 100%. Okay. So I'm not going to guess on that. I know that it's going to be... Uh, Kind of a weird deal for them because they can't pit where they normally pit, so they actually have to park at a different place and bring everything that they're going to need for the night with them because they won't have access. Sure. Seems like that might be a, I don't know, a challenge. Anytime you race at a fairgrounds during the fair, there's always some challenges to it, but I tell you, there's nothing cooler than going to a state fair. A lot of people watching. When there's an, when oh, there's yeah. an event going yeah, on absolutely. like that. Yep. It'll make noise. It will make sure. some noise. Thanks to Dave Kemmer, helping out with uh, booking. Again, next week our guest is going to be Dave Mazzillo of uh, Bearfield, promoter GM of Bearfield Motorsports Park, which is in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Has Arca ever raced there? Uh, way back. Way it's back been a while. Uh, it's been a while. S- Scott Stovall from Fort Wayne was our 1982 national champion, and I believe it's been since then, maybe 82, 83, since we've run a race there. But, yeah, we've we've a lot of history back in Fort Wayne. Arca used to sanction – events in fort wayne at the old fort wayne track yeah we'll have to ask him about the dirt track too if that's going to be in action next year i sure hope so well i know i know you do again thanks to ryan miller race cars uh, official sponsor of the hammerdown racing report if you would like to be a sponsor check out our website hammerdownracingreport.com and uh, we have all our advertising information on there very targeted uh, crowd and it works and they all eat too so if there's any restaurants you know we could even work out trade let's do yeah, it i'm we just saying just Feed saying me. i thought that was what i was getting paid tonight ron was taking me out to dinner he could he might uh that's, you know where bedford coney island is we'll be there thanks to Robbie Miller race cars uh, located in lambertville michigan uh again he's got that radiator deal going on buy that's one get, get one, one for free you don't even need a bogo coupon that's right you can ram into someone as hard as you want and blow that radiator out and you'll have a free one sitting there right ready to go. go ready to go or even if you don't need one, you can have two spares. So then you can ram somebody twice. That's right. Before that's right. you have or to start go, worrying. Or go in with one of your buddies. He needs a radiator. You need a radiator. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. If Ron has ticked you off on the racetrack recently, that's what you can do. That's it. All right. Uh, 734-856-7223. That's 856-RACE. Give him a call anytime, day or night. Uh, try it like 3.30 in the morning. 
Do it. It's usually best. It works. So. Kathy would love it. Yeah. She put that It happens. It happens. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Hammer Down Race Report. Thanks, uh, Charlie, for coming down. My pleasure. Anytime, guys. Entertaining us and uh, bringing us up to speed on everything ARCA. Have to have that crazy. And Charlie. Everything in the world of Charlie. That's right. Have to have that crazy lady that was bugging me on the phone come on next time, too. She's way more entertaining than me. Really? Okay. I'm just going (laughs) to leave it there. We'll we'll just take your word for it, Charlie. I'm not even going to say what he offered to show me earlier before we came in here. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking about what's going on. Yeah, okay. We may have to have a a rating on that that week's show or something. I'm not sure. It's time to say goodbye. We out. We'll see you next week. We're gone. Next Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Tune in. Hammer Down Racer Report. Also listen. iHeartRadio. You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Racecar Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 